Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. This episode, the 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame inductions. Hello, everyone. I'm author and oral historian Jackson Michael. This is the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton in Waco. The Southwest Conference Hall of Fame is housed within the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. The 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame induction luncheon was held at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Inductees included Arkansas quarterback Kevin Scanlon, Baylor basketball legend Terry Teagle, Houston track star Jolanda Jones, Rice shot putter Ken Stadell, SMU golf legend Amy Benz, University of Texas swimming champion Sean Jordan, Texas A&M football legend Terry Price, TCU star Bubba Thornton, and Texas Tech baseball icon Gary Ashby. The event was open to the public. Among the attendees were legendary Texas A&M coach R.C. Slocum, current Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew, and current Texas Tech athletic director Kirby Hocutt, current Arkansas athletic director Hunter Urichuk, and legendary SMU quarterback Chuck Hickson. John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears, emceed the event. Learn how you can attend the tremendous events held at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, including the upcoming annual Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet by visiting the Hall of Fame's official website, tshof.org. That's tshof.org. The Southwest Conference Induction Luncheon featured inductees sitting down for a brief Q&A session with John Morris. The inductees were introduced alphabetically by school. Quarterback Kevin Scanlon of Arkansas grew up in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, the same hometown as Joe Namath. Scanlon and Namath are two of the several outstanding quarterbacks to come from Western Pennsylvania. During my time at college, uh, Joe Montana was at Notre Dame. Danny Marino was at Pitt. Wow. Uh, Jim Kelly was at Miami. There was a bunch of great quarterbacks that came out of there. Scanlon played at Arkansas under legendary head coach Lou Holtz. He shared the story about being recruited by Holtz originally when Coach Holtz was at North Carolina State. You signed originally with North Carolina State and Lou Holtz, and Coach Holtz moved to the University of Arkansas, probably part of your decision to move to Arkansas also. It was the decision. <laughs> coach Holtz uh, recruited me out of high school. He's from the same hometown as my high school coach. He was Joe's high school coach, and he was there at NC State my freshman year. He left and went to the Jets for a year, then took the Arkansas job. I was actually the first transfer. Now it's transfer is normal, right? I was the first transfer to start at Arkansas and maybe one of the first to start in the Southwest Conference at quarterback. just wasn't done back then because yeah. you had to sit out a year. But Coach Holtz was someone very important in my life, still is a dear friend, and uh, I, I went there to, to play for him. Scanlon also discussed what being inducted into the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame means to him. 
I will tell you, John, this, this touched my heart. It, it meant a lot when I got the phone call. Uh, I revered the Southwest Conference. When I transferred from NC State, I thought I was playing college football. I got to the Southwest Conference and realized this is like the NFL. I mean, the talent level, the, the great uh, players are in this conference. So to be part of this special hall, to see those names, so it means a lot. Kevin Scanlon won the Southwest Conference Football Player of the Year Award in 1979, the same year that Baylor basketball star and 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame inductee Terry Teagle won the Southwest Conference Basketball Player of the Year Award. A photo was shown to the crowd of Scanlon and Teagle accepting the Player of the Year Awards together in the spring of 1980. Scanlon told the story behind the photo at the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame luncheon. That was the South, uh, Southwest Conference uh, annual meeting that was held in Houston in the spring of 1980. You know, it's funny, the, the guy in the mirror looks like that guy. The guy <laughs> in photos now doesn't look like that guy, but, <laughs> but Terry looks good. <laughs> that's great. But that was the annual meeting where they honored Terry and I for being Players of the Year. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what neat great... that we're going in together, which yeah. is really special. Terry Teagle came from the tiny town of Broadus, Texas. He was asked how he was found by the Baylor basketball program. How did Jim Haller find you or the Baylor basketball staff find you at Broadus? I'm still trying to figure that out myself. (laughs) Well, you know, um, coming up through uh, high school, I was uh, blessed enough to play in the state tournament four years in a row. I was all-state player for four years in a row, so... I got a lot of notoriety by going to play in a state tournament. Teagle set the Baylor career scoring record during his time with the Bears. The record stood for nearly 30 years, an incredible accomplishment considering that the three-point line was added just a few years after he played. Had Teagle had the opportunity to shoot threes, his record may have stood much longer. Teagle spoke about the record and credited his teammates. I couldn't have done it without my teammates that's here today, and uh, I would like for them to stand so they can get recognized, all my teammates, and uh, Coach Haller, you know, and those guys, that stuff. Nice. It was, you know, it was just great, you know, being around this group of guys right here. We have a few more that wasn't able to make it today and stuff is, but man, that made it special. Teagle was also asked who he thought Baylor's biggest Southwest Conference rival was. His answer spoke to the high level of talent within the conference. Well, it's hard to say because, you know, uh, all the teams in the Southwest Conference were so competitive, you know, so... Didn't have just one rivalry. Uh, didn't like A&M that much. I can tell you that, man. I, you know, going out to play A&M was a, they was very tough, and U of H had a great team. You know, all, Texas Tech, every team in the conference was very competitive. This year's inductee from the University of Houston was track standout Jolanda Jones. At the University of Houston, she was a three-time NCAA individual national champion in the heptathlon and the U.S. champion in 1989. According to the College Sports Communicators website, the organization that presents the annual Academic All-American Awards, Jones is the only person to win the Texas High School 5A Team State Championship 
as an individual. She spoke about the commitment she put into both academics and athletics. I was a heptathlete, so I wasn't fast enough just to do the 100. I did hurdles, high jump, shot put 200, long jump, javelin, 800. So I was tired. And I made straight A's. So, um, so I won the NCAA Top 6 Award where they picked the top six scholar athletes in all of NCAA sports. So I studied a lot. So I didn't have a lot of fun when I was a kid. So now I have fun. Jones is now a member of the Texas House of Representatives, representing District 147. She also appeared on the television show Survivor. She discussed how her Southwest Conference athletics career prepared her for the future. I'm I'm competitive. I mean, I don't like to lose. Uh, They told me that when I was on Survivor. I had the most type A personality. They do psychological tests of us. And I just am uber competitive, sometimes to my chagrin. And you've got to be like that. The te- you hear about the Texas legislature all the time, so you need people with different opinions who are strong enough to withstand what goes on here. So just being, com- being competitive, being educated, reading. We read a lot. I had to read a lot at the University of Houston. So it prepared me. And actually, quite frankly, my life prepared me. Athletics was my way out of poverty, and I used it. She also discussed the legacy of the Southwest Conference and how much she appreciated the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. I actually thought that my days getting awards for sports from 40 years ago were over, so I'm really touched by being inducted into the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame, so I appreciate that. I think the Southwest Conference was one of the greatest conferences ever, and I hate that it no longer exists. Rice track and field sensation Ken Stadel was that afternoon's next inductee. Stadel competed from 1970 through 1974 and won the Southwest Conference Championship in discus all four years. He still owns the Rice University records in both discus and shot putt. Stadel grew up in Kansas and talked about his upbringing. I grew up in uh a little town called Quinimo, Kansas, population 413 in my graduating class. I played basketball, football, track and field, played baseball in the summer when I wasn't helping my dad farm, was on the marching band. In a school that size, you have to do everything. He also told the story of how he ended up going to college at far away Rice University. You know, I didn't have a draw to Rice. Uh, I kind of default landed at Rice. My father had a good friend uh, that lived in Houston and uh, knew about Rice, was a Rice fan, told my dad about Rice, and told my high school track coach about Rice. And my track coach contacted Rice, and Bobby May wound up at our little school near the end of my senior year. And honestly, I wish I could tell you I had all kinds of scholarship offers and everybody wanted me, but they didn't. I had one other Division I offer, and and it was in football, and I jumped at the chance to go to Rice. Um, I didn't feel quite so jumpy after I got there. It was pretty hard. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. When we return... We'll hear induction stories from SMU golfer Amy Benz, 
Texas swimmer Sean Jordan, the family of Texas A&M legend Terry Price, 2024 Texas Sports Hall of Fame inductee Bubba Thornton of TCU, and Texas Tech University baseball star Gary Ashby. As we celebrate the 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame class on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. Hi guys, this is the Rocket, Roger Clemens, and you're listening to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Hampton Inn Waco, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll enjoy the Hampton Inn Waco's free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, make the Hampton Inn Waco your home court on the road. Welcome back to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton Inn Waco, celebrating the 2023 class of the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. Remember that you can attend Texas Sports Hall of Fame events such as the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame Luncheon and the upcoming annual Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet by visiting the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's official website, tshof.org. That's tshof.org. Amy Benz played golf at SMU. In the early days of women's athletics, the AIAW was the governing body of collegiate women's athletics rather than the NCAA. You can learn more about that in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's 9 for Title IX series in episodes 36 through 44 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Amy Benz of SMU won the 1982 AIAW Women's National Golf Championship and spoke about it at the induction luncheon. We were going through the AIAW-NCAA kind of transfer or changeover. And so that year we had an AIAW championship, an NCAA championship. So I was fortunate enough to win that at Ohio State. Benz also was a member of the 1982 U.S. Curtis Cup team against Ireland and Great Britain. The U.S. won by an 11-point margin, a record that stood until 2018. Oh, that was a tremendous honor as well, you know, playing for our country. And we actually won that year by the largest margin ever. So we were very proud of that. And that was played in Denver Country Club. And another one of my fellow teammates, uh, Kathy Hanlon Marina, was on that team as well. So it's nice to play with her. Although she grew up in Florida, she said that SMU was an easy choice for her at a time when Florida recruits usually stayed within their home state. I had a pretty good uh, junior career, and so I was fairly highly recruited. And I did visit some schools. I visited Miami. I visited Florida. And the TCU coach was recruiting me as well, so I went to TCU, and my last stop was SMU. And uh, Kyle's here, and uh, she kind of put me on Coach Stewart's radar, and so um, just had a blast and really loved the, the family aspect of the program and with Coach and Chairman, and 
Um, had, I been, had it been my first stop, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have gone to the other places, but it was very unusual for uh, when I did commit to, to go to SMU growing up in Florida, you know, there were great programs. It was very unusual for, for someone to leave Florida to go to another school. So, and I think my, my parents were kind of going, what are you doing? <laughs> so anyhow, because I left home, but uh, it was a wonderful experience, had a great time. And like I said, it's the only time I've experienced the team, the team aspect and just loved it. University of Texas swimming legend Sean Jordan opened his induction moment by sharing what it was like to serve as captain on UT's 1990-91 National Championship squad. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy cap to uh, the four-peat that we had at the University of Texas. So that was the fourth and final. And um, yeah, it was tremendous to be voted on by your teammates and, and close out that streak. Jordan originally walked on the University of Texas swim team under head coach Eddie Reese, who won over a dozen national championships. Jordan not only was part of Reese's championship legacy, he also represented the United States in the Olympics, winning gold medals in 1988 and 1992. He was asked about his Olympic experience. I was 19 and walked onto the University of Texas team, redshirted my freshman year, and now I found myself on an Olympic team, my first national team ever. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. It was also the last Cold War Olympics. So I was swimming a Soviet Union in East Germany and all these other places that did not exist in 1992 when I swam the second time in, in Barcelona. So it was, it was just, it's nuts when I look back at it. Sean Jordan also made clear that he deeply appreciated being chosen for the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a huge honor. I mean, obviously all of us here, and congratulations fellow classmates, I mean, all of us here know the long list of people from your school who could have been the representative. And um, to be chosen as the University of Texas representative is, is a huge honor. Um, and to be in, 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 in this group, from a conference-wide standpoint, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. The late Terry Price was Texas A&M's inductee. Price played football for A&M in the late 1980s and later served as an assistant coach. He is a beloved member of the Aggie family, and Price's mother spoke at the luncheon to accept the award on behalf of the family. On behalf of, of Terry's dad, Otis Price, who passed on Memorial Day, Kenya, his loving wife, his wonderful sons, Alex and Devin, Terry's sister, Dr. Audra Price Pittman, and her husband, Sean, and all who have loved and supported him throughout his prolific career and well-lived life. We are exceedingly grateful. Terry was a gifted athlete and an extraordinary coach. He was blessed beyond measure to have a cadre of wonderful head coaches early in his career, particularly Coach R.C. Slocum, and he's here, and Coach Jackie Sherrill, who both propelled Terry on a trajectory of success as a player in the widely acclaimed Texas A&M wrecking crew and as a legendary college football coach serving last with Coach Jimbo Fisher. TCU's Bubba Thornton was recently also named as a member of the 2024 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class. Thornton played football and starred on the track and field team for the Horned Frogs. 
He later coached track and field for TCU and later coached at the University of Texas. He coached track and field for over 30 years. His athletes collected over 300 All-American honors and won 35 NCAA event titles. At the induction luncheon for the 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame class, Thornton said that he was proud of his athletes, not just for what they accomplished in sports, but outside of sports as well. He stated the values he tried to convey as a coach. I never wanted them to be the guy who ran the fastest, jumped the farthest. I wanted to be them, know who they were, where they come from, and what they stood for. Bubba Thornton was also selected to coach Team USA in the 2008 Olympics. He gave insight into that honor. You really can't describe it till you walk into the stadium. And you walk in behind that flag, and the people stand up, and you look to your right, and there are all of our American dignitaries, the president. How proud you feel. Your heart almost just stops. And then you think about the journey. All the people that help you get there. And we got together with the kids, and we all get to talk a little bit. And I had a very quick little thing I wanted to say. When they start handing out awards and they start playing that national anthem, I want that crowd to hear it so many times that night that when they leave, that's all they can hear in their mind and they're humming it when they leave the stadium. He also spoke about his own personal athletic journey, one that surely seemed a far cry from becoming an Olympic head coach before he arrived at TCU to play football for head coach Abe Martin. You have to understand my history a little bit. I was the first JC transfer to TCU. So I had two classes below me didn't like me and a class above me didn't like me. And the head coach, Abe recruited me, not Fred. And so I had a lot to prove. First day there, Elmer Brown. He lined us up. We ran 25.50s. I don't know, really didn't see the science in that, but we ran 25.50s in five groups. After the first day, they knew me because I didn't lose one of my group. Thinking I'd done pretty well, we came back the second day, and I think Elmer's trying to finish us off. We ran 25 more 50s out on the intramural field. That was my start, and... I loved every moment of it. I loved the game. Bubba Thornton will also be inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on April 13th, 2024. Learn how you can attend the induction in person by visiting tshof.org and clicking on the events tab. Again, that's tshof.org. You can also learn more by following the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on its social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Texas Tech's Gary Ashby starred in baseball and started all four years for the Red Raiders. He was named an All-American in 1977. He was drafted by the San Diego Padres and later served as both an assistant 
and a head coach at Texas Tech. Ashby grew up in the Lubbock area playing baseball for Texas Sports Hall of Fame inductee Bobby Magel. Gary Ashby spoke about his high school career and how that led to his scholarship at Texas Tech. Coach Magel, Bobby Magel, in fact, there's a big deal for Bobby Magel in this other room in here, and I'd suggest y'all go look at it. And, and, and all, he's uh, four state championships, so we were his first. And when I got done, uh, he said, well, where are you going to go to college? And I said, I said, yeah, I don't know, Coach. He says, well, he said, I'll get you a scholarship anywhere you want to go. And that wasn't really talking about my abilities. It was talking about his respect as a coach. He could get me a scholarship anywhere I wanted to go. He said, but I would suggest you go out to Tech and start four years. And he says, I know you pretty well. He says, you go down to Texas and you sit your freshman year. Then they bring in a junior college All-American your sophomore year. He said, you're not going to stick around for that. He said, you'll be gone. Go out to Tech and, and play for four years. And I did and never, never regretted a minute of it. Ashby spoke highly of his college coach, Cal Seagrist, and reflected on his own minor league playing career. Well, uh, you know, when you play four years, I played for Cal Seagrist, who was a wonderful man. Uh, in fact, I always said per dollar spent, Cal was as good a coach as there was in the Southwest Conference. Dollar for dollar, he had as many wins as anybody. And then, of course, the, the you don't ever play 140 games in a season in high school, so you're not prepared for all that. But uh, I had a wonderful five years in the minor leagues, finished up in Honolulu, Hawaii. And if you're not going to play in the big leagues, that's, that's about as good as it gets. It's pretty good. <laughs> for AAA. He shared a story about Coach Segrist sitting down with him after a series against Texas A&M, a conversation that Ashby said had a big impact on him. And then playing days, I'm going to go back to Cal Segrist because uh, my freshman year, we we're playing A&M and... Uh, and we beat them, and, and as a doubleheader, you didn't, we didn't know nobody had lights back then, so you played a doubleheader on Saturday, and we didn't play on the Sabbath. So uh, first game of a doubleheader, I had a big game, and, uh, and uh, I go in, check the lineup, see where I'm hitting in the second game, and I'm, and I'm not. I'm not playing. So we go out, and Brian Cowan's here. He's, Brian Cowan's out here, and he was starting at first base. So I, I took that like a man until the next day I went in, and I said, Coach, I think, I think I'm probably done. He goes, he goes, what do you mean? And I was a pretty selfish kid. Uh, I said, well, I just don't understand. You know, I had that big day against A&M yesterday, and then I don't even play the second game of the doubleheader. And he said, well, Gary, what's to say Cowan wouldn't have that kind of game on the next game? I said, well, you know, he can't hardly argue with that. But I sat there with Cal for probably an hour and a half, the entire practice. We sat in his office, and he, uh, he put a little maturity on me. The 2023 Southwest Conference Hall of Fame induction luncheon was an excellent event, enjoyed by all who attended. It was a memorable occasion held at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, which houses the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. We invite you to Waco to visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and see all of the fantastic exhibits and artifacts on display. There is a wing dedicated to the Southwest Conference and each school has its own special area dedicated to its history. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. When you visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, 
be sure to book your stay at the Hampton in Waco, a winning hotel located just minutes from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and give it a positive review on your favorite podcast app.